Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. We're your hosts, Omar Ramos. And I'm Veronica Cruz. Hello, Omar. Hola. Hola. And this is a special parenting series, The Struggle is Real. Now, check this out. Today's topic is go for their passion. That's right. Go for their passion. And we're going to be sharing information and more tips with the purpose of helping millennial parents motivate their children. That is correct. And we're excited about that. And we also have a panel of special guests who will be giving us their input, personal experiences and expertise about the relationship between parents and their kids. We want to welcome Dr. Alicia Laos. She's a clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges. And we also have Arturo Gonzalez. He's a millennial student and son. Welcome. Arturo, thank you for joining us. By the way, we're going to listen to different interactions between parents and their kids. And then we'll have a chance to discuss them. Today, we'll learn how to activate our children's passion so they find value. Let's start with the first scenario. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Samantha. Happy birthday to you. Woo! All right. Way to go, Sam. The big one three. Do you like all your presents? I really do. Thank you, everyone. Do you feel different now that you're a teenager? Actually, I feel the same as I did yesterday. Well, you look older. In fact, you look really old, like old, old, like junior high school old. Not as old as you. Ah, touche. All right, everyone. If you've had enough cake, let's go ahead and move this party outside. Andale, let's go. Hey, Sam, hold up. I have one more present for you. What is it? (laughs) See for yourself. A baseball glove. Not just any baseball glove. My baseball glove. Your grandpa gave it to me when I was little. A little younger than you, actually, but I figured it'll probably fit your hand now. Try it on. Okay. How does it feel? Stiff. It's sharp on the inside. It's old. You might have to break it in a little bit, but it's sturdy. You'll get used to it. You want me to play baseball? Not baseball per se, but maybe softball, if if you want. There's a team at your new school. looks fun. (laughs) No thanks. Come on. What's the harm? You play sports on your phone sometimes, why not try one for real? You'll get exercise, make new friends, get a cool jersey, throw buckets of blue sports drinks on people. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. You don't like it? It's cool, it's just not really me. How do you know if you haven't tried it yet? Do me the favor, everyone's outside, let's just play a game of catch. <laughs> It'll be fun. You know, don't tell your mother we played inside. Actually, I'd rather not. So, what? You become a teenager, and then you don't try anything new? I just don't want to play catch with you. You're starting to hurt my feelings a little bit. Please? It's what dads and kids do. Play catch, you know? Maybe later. We gave you so much this year. You can't play catch with me for ten minutes? I really don't want to. Two minutes. Stop. Listen to me. I just don't want to. I loved playing catch with my dad. I'm not you. Ah! This argument is so stereotypical. I don't want to be that dad that says things and where you say things like, I'm not you. All right. All right. Let's not argue on your birthday, please. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought you'd like it, is all. Why don't you go outside? Uh, you know, I'll see you out there. I'm sorry. I just... No, 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 no. It's, it's okay. 
I'm just gonna clean up. Okay, so here we saw Samantha turning 13, it's her birthday, and her dad gives her a baseball glove. Obviously, he's into baseball, right? And he wants Samantha to play with this awesome glove that he has, but she's not really into it. Um, and then we see the struggle, right? Going back and forth. You know, let's play. No, I really don't want to play. Come on, let's play. What do you mean you're 13 now? And then, I don't know. I, I think I kind of saw the, the, the ball going back and forth. And then we saw a little bit of guilt. I don't know. What, what exactly happened here, Dr. Laos? Well, let's think about it. One, we as parents want to expose our kids to different experiences. Mm-hmm. And if we've had positive experiences, we want to bring that to their awareness. That's not necessarily a bad thing. That's mm-hmm. actually a good thing. We want to expose them to, to good experiences. Definitely, that's the we could see the good intent in the dad yes. in, in this story. On the other hand, sometimes we also want to impose things on our mm-hmm. kids based on our experiences. It's a fine line between wanting to have them build a, a re- enjoyable experience with them and also wanting them to live a dream perhaps that we have that's an unfulfilled dream and we want to impose it on them hmm. sometimes that happens it's hard to tell in this story what what's going on but obviously the dad he's pushing something that she doesn't want to she's establishing a boundary i don't want to do this and mm-hmm. he keeps at it and she's very clear, but he's obviously very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been guilty of, of sure. doing some sort of, of this type of thing. Yeah, and I'd be the first person that probably violated that. I remember when I was, um, well, about my kid's 10 years old, about five years ago, I wanted my daughter, Eliane, to play soccer. You know, and I remember her growing up and she was really never inquiring about sports or anything like that. The only thing she talked about was listening to, you know, Justin Bieber music. <laughs> and that was about it. But, you know, I grew up around sports and I just assumed that, OK, one, my firstborn is going to be a sports junkie just the way that I am. And I committed that mistake by forcing her to want to get involved with soccer. And I just remember her kind of like, okay, I'll do it just because uh, you want me to. But this is not really my thing, daddy. So she's not involved in sports. She's she's getting involved in some other activities, but you know, soccer was not a thing, and I wanted mm-hmm. her to be a soccer player really bad, but that didn't go anywhere. We were trying to do something. We were trying to force our passion into somebody else that maybe has another calling, or maybe they just they dream about other stuff. Now, we're going to circle back to Arturo, our guest today. You were telling us that you're 19 years of age, right? I'm 18. 18, almost there, just around the, around the corner. Arturo, you just listened to this scenario. Samantha does not want to partake in what her dad wants her to do on the day of her birthday. Have you ever experienced something like this with your parents? Well, not with me specifically, but uh-huh. more with my sister. Okay. She's 14 right now. A year back, we tried to put her at soccer because our family is based on soccer as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that she didn't really like sports. Mm. So we kind of forced her into it because we wanted her to do some type of of activity. Mm -hmm. But that didn't really work out because she quit during the half of the season. So instead, when she got into high school, she got into right now ecology club and snowball and everything like that. And so at first we were kind of like little down that she didn't follow still like the sporty family. Mm -hmm. But still she's doing something else that keeps her happy and keeps us happy as well. That keeps her happy and that keeps us happy. So something that's enjoyable for, for both, I guess. Both parties, yeah. Uh, Dr. Laos, I mean, we've as we said, we've, we've been guilty. We've accepted that. How can we change the course? If we're doing this right now, how can we change the course? I mean, we don't want kids to be resentful. We're doing it with a good intent, maybe. 
but we don't want to hurt them. But how can we change that around? Yeah, I think we want to motivate our kids. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the theme that we're trying to discuss. And so thinking about the passion, my passion may not be my kid's passion. Mm -hmm. They have their talents. They have their vocation, their calling. And we want to expose them so that they have opportunities to explore. I get that. And so we want to paint a picture of the opportunities, but maybe we don't have to close it into one activity. Mm -hmm. So sports, I mean, can we say there's karate, there's soccer, there's baseball, you know, there's swimming, there's different sports. Or if it's an activity like that that we want to encourage them to take on, like a physical activity, can we instead provide a menu of options and see that they test it out until they discover that passion, that thing that is their, mm -hmm. you know, click and then we join them in that effort so do we have to be so close-minded to impose what we want when there's so many things out there that they can like true big time levels of pressure right there so we're going to go ahead and jump and move forward to the next scene that we have for you guys today take it away how you doing there mary okay Are you still tracing your letters? I'm drawing. Don't you want to finish your alphabet project for school? I will. I just want to finish drawing first. Is that for school too? No, just because. Are those stars? Yeah. This is the sky, and those are stars, and this is the earth. That's a really good earth. I like all the blue for the water. Thanks. Are you going to draw anything else in the sky? I don't know. What else is in the sky? The mountain. Mm-hmm. What else? The sun. Yep, it's up there with the stars. Can you think of anything in the sky that starts with an A? A. A. Nope. Can you think of any people that are up in the sky? Aliens. <laughs> I was thinking of an astronaut, but okay. You can draw an astronaut if you want. I'm going to draw aliens. What do your aliens look like? Um, I don't know. Do they have fur or scales like a snake? Or webbed feet like a frog? What are webbed feet? Uh, I'll show you. Search frog with webbed feet images. Ah, here you go. Does your alien have feet like this? Oh yeah, that's exactly what his feet look like. Do you want to draw him with feet like these? Sure. Hold your phone just like that. Okay. Hey, that's pretty good. Thanks. Okay, so we just heard a mom discover her young daughter drawing instead of doing her homework. And since she was so into it, she kind of challenged her to do even a more complicated picture. And then the little girl didn't understand, but she was able to find it on the phone, give her a picture, and then they went on. So seems like she found something that sparked her daughter's interest. Can this be possibly her passion at so early on? in her life? Well, maybe that's one thing of many, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the great thing. We're not so one-dimensional as individuals. Yeah. But what's cool here is that you see the mom taking the time to cultivate that interest. Mm -hmm. And so as she did it, they had really fun and you can see that there was a moment of enjoying it. Yes. And so when you are doing that, you are really helping your child discover the things that are interesting, that are enjoyable about life. So instead of it just being a oh, homework or, you know, the like we have to do this. I'm not saying that homework doesn't have a play or a role. Mm -hmm. But she's taking just a moment to help her enjoy that moment. And even as a mom, she's enjoying that. And they're joining together in something beautiful, something exciting. My son loves drawing. And when we sit down, mm -hmm. he's 
He's really detailed, though. He likes to do kind of architectural things, you know, kind of like boyish <laughs> yes. type of drawings. But, you know, if I take the time and actually sit with him, we have such an enjoyable moment, not only for him, but for myself. It's relaxing. Mm-hmm. So it's also good for you as a parent, because if you let yourself be present, you can just relax in that. And you have an, an opportunity to join. They discover something that they're of interest. You later on can go back and file that mm-hmm. in your memory so that when you do need to get them to engage in an activity, then you can draw on a passion to make that interesting. So when you're able to do something that you don't like and you couple it with something that you like, it makes that activity more enjoyable. Yes. When I had to study for licensing exams that were terribly boring and I had to you know, download and memorize information... How did I do that? Well, I love taking walks so that were just hiking. So if I could go and take a hike with some notes, then the process wasn't as painful and, and terrible. So if you're able to discover what are the passions, what are the things that are interesting for your children, and then when they have to do something that, you know, it's a little boring and tedious, and you can couple that, you know, you can join those two activities, it's just going to go smoother. The ride is going to be more, less painful. More enjoyable. Yeah, that and that's one of the struggles that I've had with uh, my daughter. I mean, she's a good kid. She loves going to school, but when it comes to homework, mm-hmm. that's where the uh, civil war <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure lots of parents can you know, relate. And I've tried, I've, I've YouTubed it, I've done many things. How can I have my kids sit down and do their homework with me? So uh, this, is, this is great information. And what we have tried to do is mix her passion, which is, um, this might sound a little stereotypical, but she loves video games. That's like her thing. But not the typical video games, like, like the ones where you create stuff and create little towns uh-huh. and yeah. villages and that, like, mm-hmm. that's her thing. So we kind of try to associate, you know, let's sit down and do your homework. Let's focus on that. But then... At the end, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, let you borrow my phone and we're going to be able to kind of create this little city that you're thinking of in your head together. So that's kind of like the reward after. Mm-hmm. So we yep. can kind of get her. The, the whole point to that is to kind of have her focus on her homework, you know, and then there's going to be that reward at the end. So that we're all on the same page. Arturo, what is your passion? And did you feel that your parents have supported you 100% to this moment? Well, I have a couple of passions, that's the thing. Because sometimes it depends on what mood I'm in. Because sometimes I'll either draw or go outside and play soccer for a bit or either play other sports as well or walk around and listen to music as well. So my parents actually have supported me a lot more into soccer, of course. But like in drawing, like they'll support me and say, no, that's a really good drawing. And they'll give me like different pictures to draw as well. And buy me books as well. Cool. And for music, usually, like, let's say for my birthday or Christmas, they'll, they'll buy me some headphones or buy me a, a new CD or something so I can listen to it. Cool. My parents actually have supported me 100% on my passions and what I'm doing as well. So you might be pursuing a uh, graphic design career in the future, maybe drafting, architect, um, more, something? I'm more into the business administration. Okay, well, never mind what I just said. <laughs> 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 he can pair it up, though. Well, he was Definitely. just a glow in his eyes yeah. when he was talking about the whole drawing and stuff. Like, this guy's a future graphic designer. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so... But Arturo, he, you know, you bring a good mm-hmm. point that there's six senses that we have. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we're multidimensional, so it doesn't mean that we just have one fashion. There is, there's one thing that we tend to be more, we have more affinity towards mm-hmm. and leaning towards. And vocation-wise, we sometimes do have the option to go towards that. But sometimes we can have hobbies as well, you know, that that are really aligned with our passions and maybe our jobs may be different. So it doesn't mean that we're just so one dimensional as individuals, but the opportunity, like you say, to just as parents 
become detectives of what are the aspirations, what are the good things that our kids have. There's an inventory that I would encourage people to take. It's called the Strong's Inventory. You could just take it online. It's, yes. And it's really fun. When you take it, it really hones in on your strengths and, the, and your passions and your areas of strengths. And when you take it, you feel good. You read it and you go, oh, these are all these wonderful things that I am about. But the idea is that it helps you, whatever profession you are in the future, whatever vocation, you're able to delineate and draw in what are the things that activate your passion, you know, mm-hmm. that that align with who you are as an individual and makes you happier. So if, imagine if as, as parents, we help our children discover that. You're just going to be happier as an individual later because you're able to understand what are your strengths and you draw on those strengths to be able to define what kind of jobs you take or what kinds of hobbies you, you take and you do in life. Yeah. yeah, what kind of activities we get them involved in. Do we miss opportunities as parents to motivate our kids by inadvertently brushing off their ideas? Maybe they're telling us, they're really showing us what they really like and we really don't want to listen or we just brush them off. Yeah, I'm sure we do because, again, we're busy and we have something else in their mind. Um, We have to pay the bills and pay taxes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and we have that stuff in our head and we just are busy. And they're curious, they want to learn and when you're able to draw and hone in on that. Mm -hmm. uh, My son says he wants to be a scientist. I don't know if he's going to be a scientist. I know they changed their minds. Uh But if we go to the library and we encourage him to read scientific books and he's into it, that's going to foster that passion in him. And when he has a homework assignment, we can find activity. You know, we say what kind of presentations can you make that are science driven and it just makes it more interesting and appealing for him to draw on that which he's interested in. So the same thing we can do as parents. Listen to the things that they say, even if they change later. That's yes. okay. But when we're able to draw on the things that are interesting to them, we're going to have less resistance. It's going to be way easier to motivate them. All right. Great information. And so check this out. This is what we got coming up next. Our 13 will show what happens when someone is fueling with passion. Let's listen to this. <laughs> How you doing there, Mary? Okay. Are you still working on biology? I'm trying. <laughs> What's the assignment again? I can read it to you. Frogs belong to the class amphibian. Although many differences exist between humans and frogs, the basic body plans are similar. Humans and frogs both belong to the phylum chordata. Blah, 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 blah. Compare and contrast the skeletal and muscular structures of a frog with those of a human being. Explain how form follows function within each organism. Back up your findings by citing specific samples, e.g. the gracilis muscle and the Achilles tendon, etc., etc. It's a paper? A report! (laughs) What does it mean, how form follows function? It's like frogs have to jump fast to get away from predators, you know? So they have strong leg muscles and legs and foot bones. Humans have strong leg muscles because we walk and stand, but because we're bipedal, our feet aren't shaped the same way as frogs. We wouldn't be able to balance. Sounds like you know what you're talking about. I know what Mr. Con Connolly's asking. I just don't know how to put it together. The last time I wrote a report, he said it was uninspired and he took off points even though everything I wrote was right. Mm. Does anything about this report inspire you? Anatomy's not very inspiring. It's all about systems and diagrams and procedures. Whatever, I'm going to go take a break. I'll probably just write up something last minute. Okay. Hmm. Look at those webbed feet. What? Would you want to draw the muscular or whatever systems? Like as part of the report? Yeah. What's the point? There's already drawings of all the frog systems in the textbooks. Well, the frog's lying down in all the drawings. Yeah, it's being dissected. But you were just talking about when a frog jumps versus when a human walks. Are there any diagrams of frogs jumping? 
Well, no. Maybe you could make some. Seems pretty inspired, doesn't it? Huh, I guess that could work. Maybe for like the report cover or at the beginning of each section. I could show a frog and a human in motion and draw where they're the same and where they're different. If I drew it first and then scanned it, it would make it look pretty awesome. I could do like a cutaways to show the outside of the frog, but then the muscles and then the bones all at once. You lost me. Look, you start with the frog, like jumping away from a scorpion or something like, ah, scorpion, get away from me. And then you draw a line here across his thigh and another line here across his calf. Well, not his calf, but his gastrocnemius. Uh, you lost me again. Pay attention, would you? <laughs> okay, so we're back, and we heard a mommy who possibly helped discover her daughter's passion, drawing. Although she had to write a boring report, she inspired her to make it interesting by adding a very important component that she possibly has some passion about, illustration. Now, Dr. Laos, what difference did that make? Mom turned it into something that her daughter possibly hadn't discovered yet in her life. Yeah, and if it's the same daughter that that was in the earlier skit, Mm -hmm. you know, so the mom would have clued in on, you know, drawing being something that was of interest. And so what the mom did was she just started, she just drew a little spark. Kids just need a little bridge. You know, when we foster their creativity really just blossoms, they don't need even that much. It wasn't like the mom had to work that hard to get her daughter to like create all these things. All she had to do was put something next to her, you know, add a little a little nudge. Hey, drawing. And the mom knew that because previously she had taken some time to discover that that was of interest. So all you have to do is really introduce it. And I've noticed that with kids, you don't even Mm -hmm. have to try that hard. You just put it there on the table for them Mm -hmm. as an option and you give them a little nudge and they can go from there. They are creative enough. Give them the freedom to take it and they run with it. I have a 12 year old and this hit home because... For them, it's like the end of the world. They have to do this report. Oh, my God. I don't. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. I don't know how to do this report. It's so I don't understand it. It's so boring. How can I? I know what he wants me to do, the teacher, but I don't know how to simplify it. Simplify. Yeah. Or how to present it in a way that Mm -hmm. I get it and my peers will get it, etc. Kids shine. Their work shines when they do it with something that sparks their passion. I know one of my nieces had a report that she had to do. And she had to choose the Latina of the year, right? So she's like, who's this Latina of the year? My goodness, so many people could be the Latina of the year. She's into gymnastics. So she got Lori Hernandez, right, on mm-hmm. the on the USA team. And she did the whole report on her. Nice. Plus, she added some audio. And her, since her mom does audio production, she was able to help her do that. And she, this little girl enjoys being in front of the mic. So she made this presentation was so cool. I thought it was really cool. But most importantly... She was able to complete the assignment in a way that she really enjoyed it. And I'm sure she's going to remember that presentation the rest of her life. So what a difference that makes when us as parents can tap into that passion, even when they can't seem to find a way out. Yeah, Arturo, have you ever had an experience like this where you have felt inspired by your mom or your dad helping you push through something that you felt there was no way out? Oh, many times at homework, doing also essays, <laughs> like... At first, I wouldn't. I would tell them I don't know how to write it. I would just do it last minute, how the skit said it. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, they'll be like, "Oh, just do a cover page and start like imagining like how the characters are doing it, showing an image." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll draw it. 
and then afterwards, I would think of ideas to write on the essay on how how they're acting and what are their intentions and stuff like that. And also, a lot has to do with music as well, because they'll be like, oh, put your music on and maybe it will click in. And I'll start putting music. I'll listen to a song that has like different meanings. Like for an instance, there'll be like one from saying how people are treated, how they love and hate each other. And that'll be like a topic of my essay, and I'll start writing it down, and also like also putting annotation into the song as well. You know, I liked a lot of what you said in terms of having your parents really just provide a little bit of nudging, a little bit of an idea, tap into what about this, what about that, mm-hmm. and that's really what we're as parents mm-hmm. supposed to do, just kind of provide options. Second thing is, sometimes we do need to take a break, a creative break. When we get stuck in the, you know, the left part of our brain that is the logical writing reports, homework assignments, math, you know, all that good homework stuff that we want our kids. And we can get frustrated. The kids can get frustrated Mm -hmm. and homework can become like this nightmare. So what we can do is take a mental break and draw on the right part of the brain, you know, do something emotional like listening to a song, drawing. Uh, There's actually been research that shows when you are stuck in decision making and Mm -hmm. you're able to draw a picture of when you were a kid and you were having fun, that's something that process gets you unstuck. So it's also even research based that you're able to draw on that part of the brain and just kind of get a break or even do something physical like jump, go jump jack, jumping jacks for 10 minutes and come back. You know, sometimes taking a mental break allows the kids to be able to concentrate. So those are little things that we can do for our kids to help them get unstuck. Mm -hmm. And then also so appealing to their passion again is very powerful in getting them to finish the task at hand. Great feedback, doctor. Thank you so much. And talking about passion, we all have God-given talents, but once we discover them, you find value in the experience and begin to really enjoy it, to really embrace it. Can you expand a little bit more on this? Yeah. How many of us love doing our job? I do. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you do. And I mean, are you doing what you want to do? Yes. And it's fun. So, I mean, then it's not as painful. Maybe you work, you have weeks that you might work and crazy amount of hours, but you can wither it and you're okay because you're doing something that's enjoyable. Obviously, not everybody has that opportunity, but when you're doing something that you enjoy, you give it full, you embrace it. And so that's really what it is. It's just helping our kids discover the things that they're good at, helping them build on that, the things that they're interested in that. And when they are doing that, which is enjoyable, they will persevere. They'll take the time to see it through, to finish it without as much resistance as we otherwise would have experienced. Definitely. Passion is key. And just like you mentioned, I just remember that quote, do what do you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Just Aww, like you mentioned. It. That's true. Great. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, uh, all of you, for sharing with us your expertise and your and your experiences. I think we've learned a great deal here on The Struggle is Real, the special parenting podcast series to help motivate our children. So I have bad news. That completed our motivation series for now. <laughs> for now, for now, for now, for okay? Now. Remember to get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Alicia Laos and Dr. Paul Meyer at Amazon.com or FamilyBridgesUSA.com. That's FamilyBridgesUSA.com. And also remember to follow us on social media as Family Bridges and use the hashtag The Struggle is Real. Hashtag The Struggle is Real. This was The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. Thank you for listening. I am Omar Ramos. And I'm Veronica Cruz. Till next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. 